When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everybody to wrestling omakaze this is episode 40 yes we're on episode number 40 of this um which is probably about 30 more than some of you thought it would last but we're still here we're still kicking i am very tired but my first episode back after 
my long trips to LA and then Boston, spreading the pure residue to the masses. But I'm back here, and I'm here with, I believe, the first ever entrant in the five-time guest club. Right? This is your fifth time on here, I think, Jesse. I said I was a Stephanie McMahon. Because you, you did, we did the Ryuko Kutan episode last year. We did another like Big Japan slash Russell One slash a bunch of stuff episode. Um, then you're on the awards episode. Then like the very next week we did, I get, what did we do? Like an ODT episode, I guess? We reviewed the Big D tournament, buddy. Oh yeah, the Big D tournament. Yep. And then this is now number five. So there you go. The first and so far only entrant in the Five Timers Club. I think there's some other people like three. <laughs> no one else even has four. That's so for not liking DDT. Get, get <laughs> with it. But yes, of course, this is Jesse making her fifth appearance. Welcome back to the to the podcast, Jesse, and congrats on starting the Five Timers Club. Better starting a Five Timers Club than some of the other stuff that's gone down since we last <laughs> Yeah, um, but we are here today to discuss, as you suge- as you uh, tease there, the dramatic dream team. Uh, there's been a lot of developments lately, first from the Judgment Show at Sumo Hall, and then the April Fool Show at Corican, uh just this past weekend. So that'll be the focus today. We did preview Judgment a few weeks ago with uh, Jamie from the DDT fan site, Dramatic DDT. But we didn't actually do any review of the show because I basically watched it while I was in L.A. And like on the flight back from L.A. actually, I watched the rest of it. So I didn't really have enough time to do a podcast on it. And then after I got back from L.A., it was right to Boston for Anime Boston where I spread the love of, well, actually both DT and New Japan. So I did a panel on each of them, which was which was cool. It was a reminder that no one watches DDT because, like, a lot of people show up to the DDT panel. Like, we got a full room, but like two people in the room had like said they said they followed DDT. So it was uh but they they enjoyed all the stuff we showed, including some of the stuff we're going to talk about here. So, um, what do you think of what do you think? What do you think of the overall? The I guess starting with Judgment. What's your macro view of Judgment? Did you enjoy it? The one match I cared about blew my expectations away. Yeah. Are you talking about the, the six woman tag? That wasn't the match I was oh. interested in. Um, that match the... was really good too, though. Okay. So, what were you talking about? I was talking about the six man title match. Oh, yeah. The six man. That was, that was really good. So, um, and the rest was pretty good. Yeah. I thought, I kind of thought overall it was one of the weaker judgments that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought it was a really good show, so that's interesting. I mean, definitely below last year's. Um, yeah. I would agree with I would agree with that because uh, you know, but last year last year was just such a crazy show because you had the it was the actual twentieth anniversary of the company. Yeah, yeah and you, you had the samurai the match. Other stuff is pretty impossible. Yeah, we definitely sort of scaled it back this year. I mean, there's nothing on the scale of that samurai match for sure, but. Um, I will say that the big giant LED screen that they used for entrances and stuff, uh, I saw on Twitter say, someone saying that it was the same sort of technology that WWE uses. For their yeah, the, the production really went to, has taken a huge upgrade lately. It, it was like it was like slow to start after um, 
you know, after they got bought out by Cyber Agent. But like this is a show where it really started to, to say to me, like, like, whoa, the production's really high now. Like the the like the pre-match intro graphics too, didn't you? Like they they were way higher production value. Yeah, every year around Judgment or either Judgment or Peter Pan, they get updated match graphics, and they're really slick this year. I really like them. Yeah. But um, but that's uh that's very it's very cool and it's a very cool um, very cool change. So so here's a question. So we know now that we know obviously the next Ryo Goku show is October twenty first. Uh, Ryo Goku Peter Pan. What the fuck is the deal with doing two Sumo Hall shows in February? Like, does that mean we're not going to get a, a Judgment Anniversary show in March again anymore? I don't think so. I just think they're just running two additional Sumo Hall. Shows. Okay, so they're going to run Sumo Hall twice in February because one of the Sumo is- Hall shows is branded under the Muscle brand. Yeah. So, but I find that other February show a little odd. I wonder if that means. I wonder. Are they going to move Peter Pan somewhere else? Are they going to move Judgment somewhere else? Because Judgment, you could you could put back in Saitama, I guess, but that's still pretty goddamn close to Tokyo. Are they going to actually run the Tokyo Dome next year? (laughs) That would be pretty funny. But like, you're asking people basically. Let 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 let's say for instance. It's in Saitama. Okay, let's say the judgment is coming back in March in Saitama. So you're telling people to come to two days of hell at Sumo Hall, February 16th and 17th, and then come to judgment like March 25th, very close to Tokyo in Saitama. A month later. One of the Sumo Hall shows in February is going to be the finals of the tournament. Hmm. That is possible. And then you you tell people to come back a month later to see the title match. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm I'm looking at this from a very um, selfish perspective because I really wanted to be able to go back to Japan next year and maybe do Judgment and then Sakura Genesis like back to back weeks if they fall on back to back weeks like we did this year. But you know they're not going to run Judgment anniversary show, so I would be I wouldn't think they're going to mess too much with it. Yeah, I'll definitely say they're going to run a show in March, and it'll be big. I think maybe the one to look at is Peter Pan. Yeah. So we'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So we're gonna Muscle Mania twenty eighteen. I cannot wait until twenty thirty, because apparently twenty thirty was supposed to be um, the Muscle return originally, and he did say he wants the official return in twenty thirty to be the. To be held at the Tokyo Dome now, so there you go. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so let's let's go match by match. I guess for Judgment. Um, do you want? Do you have anything to say about the under matches? I liked I liked the team with Chicano and a and a Akita Joe. That they were a pretty cool team. Uh, I don't think Iwasaki's boring. I take <laughs> umbrage to that. You know, I always hear people say that. I just think, in comparison to everyone else in DNA, he hasn't really had a chance to do anything yet. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have enough charisma. Like he, not not saying he's boring. I just think he doesn't have like a super interesting like in ring character or like personality yet. Which that describes a lot of the DNA guys. But he's been there for so long without really doing much of anything. Like you're saying that I think he just kind of looks like. 
Well, you know, here he is in his green shorts and he's going to throw a lot of kicks. And I mean, he's the thing is, his matches are always good. So, I, so I think one of the themes going forward, uh, now that judgment's over, is I think we're going to be seeing a lot of the DNA guys sort of shift into some of the units within the company, yeah. or start their own. And I think Iwasaki would be a perfect fit for Smile Splash. Yeah. Because they only have two people. Yeah. That are there regularly in England. Yeah, I don't have me because me and Melto, but he's not there all the time. So yeah, it's just Soma and Hiroshima. So I but, I think Iwasaki would fit in really well there, especially him and Hiroshima. I think that would be an interesting team together. Yeah, I think so too. But but Iwasaki, I really want to see them do more with him because he's he's a very he's a very talented wrestler already. I mean, he was like um, in the, the show I went to last year with the the one night DNA singles tournament. He went all the way to the, or no, he got eliminated in the first round. I think it was like a, he went to a ten minute draw, maybe with Watase. That sounds right. I believe it was Watase. I know your memory is about as good as mine, so yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was him and Watase, and they went to like a ten minute draw, and then they did one of those. They think they did like a one count fall after that, but it was so good. And Irosaki's just he's such a good fucking wrestler that you know I really would like to see him do more with him, but. You know, yeah, they they ha- he's getting a title match actually. Oh yeah, that's true. So, what who what's the team? It's him. It's him, Speedball, and Mao. When is that? When is that happening? On the fifteenth. Oh, interesting. That's so, an interesting trio. Yeah, that's cool. That, that I mean, I don't think they're gonna win, but I guess they could. As uh-huh. I said on Twitter. I can't lose in that match because I like everyone in it. Yeah, I mean, both those teams are really cool, so. Like, everyone in DDT, I really, really like right now. They put, like, all in this one match. It's like, wow! So <laughs> exciting. Um, the other undermatch, the Tokyo Joshi Pro offer match, um, Yuka Sakazaki and Siyoko Nakajima, the Enjoy Girls, as it were, whatever the fuck their name is, beat Rika Tatsumi and Maho Korone. Um, this was enjoyable for an, a nine-minute Tokyo Joshi Pro tag. Yeah, but if you follow Tokyo Joshi, which I have actually started doing since the beginning of the year, I'm a new fan to that sub-brand. Uh, Rika is getting the title yep, the, match, the title shot. and their team lost here. It was really weird. I was like, why, why is she losing? <laughs> I mean, I guess she didn't get pinned from their perspective. Yuka and Sioko win a lot of their tag matches, though, because they were they were tag champions at one point. So, whereas Tetsumi and Maho are not a regular team, really. So that's what I thought was behind that, but I don't know. Oh no, those two are a regular team. They're the dragon. Oh yeah, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. And but but Maho's gonna be teaming up with Su Young too soon. Yes. Because when Su Young's coming over. Yeah, Maho gets pinned a lot, I feel like, when I look at the results. So, I don't know. I think she's it, someone that can get pinned a lot and nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. But you're right, I forgot about the Dragon Bombers. I, I apologize. Expert um, Tokyo Joshi fan <laughs> Yeah, I watch, I watch, like, the bigger shows, but I don't, I don't claim to watch every show or anything. Although, this, these matches really did make me want to watch more of them. Um, But, yeah, the other undermatch we didn't talk about was the 10-man tag. I just didn't it was just kind of there. Mad Polly got a pin. 
I don't even remember. I don't. I don't remember it at all either. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those matches. Like they had one at the Peter Pan show I was at, where it's just like, here's all the comedy people we're not doing anything with. Okay, <laughs> basically, and here's some DNA guys. It's like okay. Yeah, I don't um, uh, the real opener was the gauntlet tag match, which ended up being won by Awashi and Hirata. Anytime Hirata wins, it's good. Um, Hirata actually pinned Liliko to win this in the, the one-shot miracle he cradle. Actually won one. Yeah. He like he wasn't it wasn't a joke. He just he won the match. But um yeah, it was uh it's pretty cool. This match made I, me mad. Why did it make you mad? Because they had teased Okuda and Yoshimura fighting Liliko, and then they didn't even have them interact in the match. Yeah. Like, I was I was I mean I was pretty fucking surprised when they got eliminated by Honda and Ethan Page. <laughs> but, so how do you think how do you think Ethan Page is done? So so yeah, Taylor asked me this the same thing earlier today in the uh and the VOW Slack. Had you ever seen him before this? I had never really seen him. I've seen a few, mostly his stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I saw I saw his fucking rap video with uh with ACH or whatever. That was like the only thing I, I saw. Think he's pretty funny. I know a lot yeah. of people don't like him. They don't like the way he wrestles, but I thought he was pretty funny. And I was hoping he'd bring more of that sort of heel personality that he has because I thought him and Sasaki like beefing with each other would have been really funny. But he like, was just kind of a generic gaijin in these. Yeah. Like, he was a big, beefy boy that, like, no sold all the time, and that was pretty much all he did. So, basically, my answer to Taylor is the same answer I'm going to give you. Like, I don't, he didn't make much of an impression, but he didn't really get much of a chance to. He was just kind of there. I mean, <laughs> if Takagi were to send me a DM, like, hey, should we bring him back? I'd be like, no. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Why would you bring him back? Yeah. I mean, I really don't. I he he was he was okay. I wouldn't like okay. If if he shows up again, am I gonna be mad? No. But am I like clamoring for it? No. <laughs> it's just yeah. Just I kinda... was expecting him to do more of the stuff I know him for, and instead here he just sort of put up played a straight up baby face. Yeah. Coming in and being happy to be there. It was a little weird, but um. But yeah, it was. This was a. This is a fine opener. It was about what you'd expect from a from a gauntlet tag with these characters on it. Did you like the uh, the the first of two idol concerts that we got here from the what the fuck's your goddamn idol name again? The Deadlift Lolita. <laughs> that was the first time they had ever tagged together. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, they've been together as a band for like I think a year. They had came over to do an anime con in the states. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. What do you know? What con? Oh god, I'd have to go and look it up. But yeah, they even did like concerts and everything. That's I was crazy. like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. But um, did this all later. Are, are are they like an item in real life? Is that what's going on? Someone told me that, and I was, or someone asked me that, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, they clearly have a very close business relationship. Yeah, but. Are they fucking? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I got the. I. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I guess. No. But I haven't heard anything I mean, either. You definitely get a vibe that they're really close friends, but yeah. You know. 
Um, all right. So, do you have any thoughts on this gauntlet match other than it existed? Liliko got married. She did. That's my existing thought. Yeah. What Tase put on Twitter, I wish you nothing but happiness. Aw. Oh. It's very sweet. Um, <laughs> World Crazy number one. Right, World Crazy Wrestler number one decision bad on DDT. Cocabana defeating Joey Ryan with the Billy Gold's curse in 10-11. This was okay. This was not... Like, I was dreading this match going in, to be quite honest, but um, it was not as bad as it could have been. And honestly, like, it was a lot better than I thought the Colts fucking title challenge against Takashita, which I thought sucked. And, you know, Joey Ryan has been... He's, he's been less annoying to me in DET for some reason lately. Like the DO stuff was was less was less annoying to be quite honest. Like he was actually kind of funny a few times during that, and I actually thought he was kind of funny here. So go Joey Ryan. Yeah, I think this match really got over with the fans that were there. Yeah, the fans there really, loved, really liked it. They loved it. I mean, that's pretty clear. So, but yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Can't really complain. I was expecting the worst, and it was not the worst. So. Yeah. Thumbs up over here. Yeah, it was it was totally fine. Um, but then we get to a real a real big match here. The Tokyo Joshi Pro Offer match, special six woman tag. Saki Sama, Yoshiko Sama, and Azusa Christie, Neo Bishiki Goon, defeating Miyu Yamashita, Maki Ito, and Mizuki, but Saki Sama pinned Mizuki with the Academy Award in eleven fifty five. Academy Award, of course, is like her drive by kick thing. Um this is fucking awesome. <laughs> this was like I played I played like the last 10 minutes so that's basically from when they were all working over Azusa Christie and so and Maki Ito tags in and instead of continuing to beat down the, the weakest member of the opposite team she fucking tosses her into the opposite corner and points at the biggest and strongest member of the other team and says I want you Yoshiko get in here like her gimmick is of being like completely fearless is the greatest thing in wrestling right now probably she just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's awesome. She's awesome. She, she really is, is. She really is. I mean, I, mean if, I would say watch Tokyo Joshi just for her. Yeah, I mean, she can, I mean she's Sorry, go ahead. Good in terms, in terms of what I mean, she's not like the best wrestler in the ring. I would say, in general, if you're looking for like really, really great wrestling, Tokyo Joshi's not the promotion for you. <laughs> but if you're into character work and having fun. It's better than DDT is right now. Yeah. And Maki is a huge part of that. She's been really, really good. And when when she like she comes out like for the when they come out for this, she this is the other idol concert. Her and Mizuki like come out and they do like this little this little like promo battle or promo before they do their idol performance where she gets really angry at Mizuki for like asking the crowd, I think like, you know, are we cool? And, and she's like, No, not cool, cute. And she gets so fucking mad. And then she like slowly like trans like manages to like calm herself down, but like not really. And get and she does this great like I can't even describe it correctly. You just need to watch it. Like she's she's asking the crowd if she's cute. And she's doing it in such a way like she looks like she's about to have a fucking mental breakdown. <laughs> it's just fucking fantastic. But I mean her 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 like promo work is probably I can't think of anybody I like in wrestling more right now. She's so good. So I uh, think Azusa is really good too, from what I've seen. 
Yeah. She can. She's like really sweet and all of a sudden she like throws in a zinger. I've heard that she's really, really good. But yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much all of this. Um, and then obviously you have Miu there. Miu is like the one wrestler on the Tokyo Joshi Pro roster who just like, she's out there just to fucking kick your goddamn ass. Like that's her, her, her only gimmick is basically I'm going to just destroy you. And, you know, she definitely, she looks the part too. Like she looks like someone who. She has the chin of <laughs> a god. The chin of a god. She's got those giant thighs. And like, she just looks like she's going to fucking beat the shit out of you. I mean, she just she has that stone cold look on her face all the time, like she could be an axe murderer or something. Yeah, I don't so... think they can pick anyone better to sort of be the anchor and the ace when it comes to that that side of DDT. She's yeah. phenomenal, and she's know. very she's very frightening to like. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that, especially. But yeah, I mean, I thought she was she was awesome here, just kicking the shit out of out of everything that moved basically. Um, I know Saki gets a lot of hate, and she did kind of like blow the <laughs> blow the the drive by kick at the end. But like, as far as her again playing her character, she's pretty great. A lot better at this than she is at being Saki Akai on the DT side, I think. But I don't know. She just she she enjoy she clearly enjoys herself more playing this like uber conceited character than she does just being smiley happy Saki Akai, which is. Which makes sense because you know, it's more fun to be mean than to <laughs> to be a good, a nice person. So, um, but yeah, and Azusa Chris, like you said, is awesome. Yoshiko is awesome. Can we get some love for for Yoshiko? Like she she had to wrestle the entire fucking match holding a giant teddy bear. And she was awesome. I was not expecting <laughs> the teddy bear <laughs> thing. I mean, the teddy bear has a name for the yeah record. Charlotte yeah. Charlotte yeah. and. Charlotte was the clear star of this match. Yeah, she took the most abuse. <laughs> I thought Yoshiko, Yoshiko was really great as well. Because we don't uh, see her in this type of environment like this. Yeah, And she was so great at sort of playing really shy and coy and holding Charlotte up to her face. And then she was doing moves while holding the bear. But my I favorite thing was... Great job. My favorite thing was when she like she gra- she did something I forget what she did but like she like puts the bear back up to her face really quickly and then puts it down again to do another move and then puts it back up and just keeps like I don't know it's like she just kind of like almost like the character cracked for a second and she had to like be like but the bear no and then puts it back up again but I really hope this is the last <laughs> time we've seen Ishiko Sama yeah me too I know a lot of people don't want to watch her but. She was she was awesome here. So yeah, and I would say to that, um, I definitely understand why people still have their feelings towards her. But I would echo what Jamie said on the judgment preview, and that when in Japan, I I wouldn't say people have really gotten over it so much as they've sort of moved on from what yeah. happened. And you don't have to personally move on, but I think there has, there comes a point where there has to be a sort of understanding that pretty much every company is going to book her. Yeah. It's just the point where we are now. Other than stardom, basically. I wouldn't even be shocked if she shows back up in stardom. Really? Yeah. See, that that was the one where I thought she just is never going to appear again. But... Well, I mean, Mayu still follows her on Twitter. <laughs> That's funny. 
So, yeah. I mean, and you, you just never know with stardom. They could, like, lose half of their roster to WWE tomorrow. Yeah, that's so true. It wouldn't surprise me. And then they're going to need someone to bring in. And who better than, I mean, be, that would be, it would be kind of scummy. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be too mm. into it. But it wouldn't shock me. Well, anyway, she was great here. Um, Mizuki is the only one who just kind of was there, but you know, she's she she's allowed to be like you know she's the she's the partner of Maki Ito who just takes up like so much space, you know, with with her character that I think it helps to have like a a more calm and reasonable number two. Like God, I don't know what the world isn't ready probably for two Maki Itos, so. I don't think um, the world's ready for the win it has. <laughs> it's true too. Um, did you see that the, the, the press conference to announce that one night tournament for the or not the one night tournament the, the tournament is discovered so DZ's new star. She got pissed at Kota Umeda. Yeah, she didn't know who the hell he was because he doesn't work the Tokyo Joshi Pros like yeah. the other DNA guys. And so she thought just he was like laughing at her under his gaze. So she got really pissed off at him. Yeah. And then she's Kyoko like, was like, what the hell is a little girl doing in this tournament? And she was like, what's an old man doing in the tournament? <laughs> but like, she like, just a gif is so funny because she's like, just smiling and happy one second and the very next second she's freaking the fuck out and trying to murder Kota Ameda. She, like, his reaction is basically like... And Ameda's just like, actually laughing at that <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is going on? They just kind of like pushes her away. But yeah, it's uh it's something else. I mean everyone in DNA put him. Yeah. That's basically what happened. But so Maki Ito, everybody. If you don't know, by the way, there's I, I plugged this already, but there's an account that just translates all of Maki Ito's tweets into English. So it's at Ito with an H, I T O H respect army. And, and she is aware of this account. Yeah, she like that's a pin tweet is her noticing it basically. So worldwide domination. Yeah. And of course with the flipping off emojis. Yeah. I mean she she also I, I showed the one thing that really got her over to the crowd at Anime Boston when I presented the DT panel was I showed that tweet that she tweeted out with like her and Miyu Yamashita comparing them to the two characters from Pop Team <laughs> Epic. Like that got like the, the room went crazy for that. So as you would expect an anime convention. So there you go. Hopefully I made some new Maki Ito fans. Um, but yeah, that was the Tokyo Joshi Pro offer match. It was awesome. Uh, speak- it was one of the top three matches on the card. I really, really, really liked it. What did you think of the next match, the Iron Man Heavenly title match? Uh, as in many shows, there's a match that is generally called the Piss Break match. And so I got up and I went to the bathroom and I got some meat and I didn't really watch it and then when I came back uh, there was Jiro's dad and I was just so awfully confused I I didn't, I'm like what is going on? I mean I thought this was awesome Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed it Um, but yeah it was a it was was a really too far out of my understanding in terms of the language barrier. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just I was just confused from the get-go. Yeah, like, Sasazaga was trying to set, like, a trap. 
basically. That was the whole idea here. He, because he, he. I was also he, mad that Jiro's theme is muted, which kind on universe, which kind of ruined the whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was watching the Samurai broadcast, so I I did see. I was gonna ask Jiro. you which version did you watch. Yeah, I saw the Samurai broadcast. So it did have all the themes unmuted. I don't know what was was what what else was muted on the show. Anything? Uh, the DNA guy stuff was muted. Mm. Uh, Shuji battery was muted. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. I think Higuchi stuff was muted. Mm. Really? Like, yeah, it's like the Godzilla theme or something like that. Oh yeah, that's right. And there was something else. It's somebody. Oh, Akito. Uh, we'll talk about this. Yeah. Akito is muted. Um, but yeah, so they, they basically were trying to lay a bunch of bear traps for Fajira while he did his fucking dance um, during his long entrance. And it was Jiro, like, repeatedly dodging them without even trying was really funny. And then the entire thing with his dad was really just was just very weird with his dad's inner monologue. Um, he could be, whereas his dad was some kind of omnipotent god. Here to offer a set of choice, either the gold trap or the silver trap. Why he had to choose one, I don't know. But um he got the gold trap. And then um he got pinned. So I was actually shocked that <laughs> Jiro won this match. Yeah, it was such a wacky finish that I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah, it was a little weird that he he lost to Sasadango here after he just he beat Takashita in the DO. But yeah, it was. This was fun though. I I enjoyed. It. I had a good time. Uh, it was it was pretty fucking funny. So about all you can expect out something like this. Uh, after that, you had the KOD six man tag team titles with you know the DNA team, Kota Yumeda, Yuki Ureno, and Koji Takeda beating Shuten Doji, Kudo, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Masahiro Takanashi. Yumeda pinned Sakaguchi with the Yumeda driver in twelve twenty eight. Become the new champions. It was after he after he like kicked the shit out of him too, basically, just a total slaughter. Um, did you, now? Did you expect the DNA team to win this going in? No. Okay, because I was pretty surprised too. I thought Shooting Doji was gonna win. So, and they it was happened. The veteran team wins. They were so decisive here, which is like, you know, Omeda basically just destroyed him. So. Um, I thought yeah. it was really. Sorry, this match was the thing that I was the most excited for on this card, more than anything else. I've watched every single match leading up to it. They were all really, really good, and they definitely built up that the person that had the biggest issue with Umeda sort of leaving Shoot and Doji to challenge for the titles was Sakaguchi. Mm. So that's why they put those two cross each other. But I thought everyone in the match did really well. I did say on Twitter before the show, I thought that those three guys would probably end up stealing the show. Yeah. Because people just don't know who they are. Especially Yumeda. He's coming back from over a year being out with a knee injury. Yeah. And I didn't even know if he'd ever come back. I mean, he had been gone that long and you hadn't heard anything from him. And we have other some other guys today who just came out that, you know... Could have easily been like what happened to him, where they they're just leaving the company now because they couldn't recover from injury. And ever since 
since he's been back, he's he's been incredible since he's come back. He was always my favorite DNA guy from when DNA first started. Mm. Uh, I just thought, oh, this match was so great. And then at the end with Umeda crying his little eyes out, Sakaguchi like giving him a hug and a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. And it seemed like a collective effort from Shooting Doji to really put over all of those guys. They were that's what they wanted to do. That was the, the goal they had in mind. And it just came together so well. I don't I I thought the match was gonna be good. I didn't think it was gonna be that good. Yeah, it was and really good. An absolute star making performance. Which continu- which continued into into Corkin. Like he's it's clearly he's gonna be the focus here, which I which just makes sense because he's awesome. So, and his stuff in DNA has been incredible as well. I, he's just, you know, you kind of worry with somebody coming back from a knee injury like that. Like, are they ever are they going to be the same as they were before? And he absolutely, he's actually been better. I remember him. Yeah. So. Sort of, he's a little bit like Katsuyo Shibata. If you've never seen him. He's a little bit like him. He's a bit more of a striker than Shibata ever was, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was an awesome match, and we got new champions. So, Omeda. Omeda and Takeda are very good as well. Yeah, but Omeda is clearly clearly the star of this team. He was clearly, clearly the focus of the match. Clearly, yeah, posi- positioned that way. He's clearly the star of the team, um, which makes sense because he's awesome. So what do you think of the Weapon Rumble five-way tag? Loser gets an anal blast match. Uh, this was pretty fun, I thought. It was pretty funny. With the co- comedy stuff was funny. Chitsuke, when Chitsuke had the the, uh, the violinist come out, like I don't know why I didn't expect that, but I didn't expect it. I laughed pretty hard. The surfboard got me. <laughs> the surfboard was pretty funny, too. Oh, when he... At one point, like when... um, So uh, Otani comes out, to give everybody a, a, a batting. And when he got hit with the bat, he went, yo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost died at that one, too. So, there's some really funny comedy. You could argue that Shinsuke is a better Shinsuke than Shinsuke is at this point. Yeah, I mean, you could argue pretty convincingly, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, um, it's the, the entire stuff. Pretty much everything was funny. Um, there was a lot of stuff with uh oh god, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember some of the spots now. Uh, Abi oh, killed Sawa. We had the 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 two vehicles. <laughs> you could actually buy the bike. Yes, for like what, for like a thousand dollars, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money, but you can buy it. And I think um, they'll make you one if you pay them too. Yeah. So they will not do that for Mao's device, so apparently. <laughs> They no, just, Mal put a receipt of the cost of the materials to make the dramatic dream roller, I think is was the name of it. Yeah. He on his Twitter account. Like we can't produce it again because this is how much it costs to make it to start with. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Um but yeah, this was fun and it ended with uh Mal pinning Nakazawa at the cannonball four fifty in seventeen forty three, so definitely got a lot of time. But Michael would not take his uh he would not take his anal blast. He said he's taken too many of them, and he just, like screamed he's gonna go back to Thailand, and he just fucking ran away. 
So nobody stopped him. <laughs> nobody stopped him. It's true. So they they were like, we need an anal blast. Uh, Takagi, to, 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 everybody one by one volunteers. <laughs> and then when Takagi volunteered, they all just like put their hand down and are like, Dozo, go ahead. <laughs> Please go ahead. And um, like, <laughs> oh, did they mute? I, I imagine they must have muted. I don't want to miss a thing here, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, we got, the, we got that on the samurai version, thank God. And, um, and everyone doing the salute like God's doing- need. Doing the salute. Even Otani. Yeah. Um, and then Sawa basically said he would he couldn't take it anymore. He's going to take the explosion with him. And there you go. Got the anal explosion. And did they have the graphic at the end of this match that it's the 10th anniversary of the Street Pro Wrestling this year? Uh, I don't think so. I think that might have been a universe only thing, but maybe I just missed it. Well, um, it is. It, <laughs> Takagi has mentioned this, so I would expect a big, crazy match sometime this year to All celebrate right. the 10th anniversary. But yeah, this is uh, this is pretty funny. I mean, when I don't want to miss a thing came on it, that was really, really funny. So I'm sad you guys missed that. Um, but yeah, so it's a good, sh- a good, uh, good undercard here. Oh, then we get into. Died. I forgot that spot in the match too. What? Like, he like went off the ladder or something and he just like it was it looked really bad. Yeah. I think it was Asami that pushed him over too. Um but good good match though. I liked it. What'd you think? I was a little disappointed, but that's probably because I wanted it to be the false count anywhere match and they had to change it. Because the yeah, the, yeah, the sumo association complained. Complained they're like, <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> you know, maybe you share over the president with Carr. <laughs> but, uh, I, they didn't really have much time to work sort of this stuff out, like what they were going to do here. So yeah. I'll give them credit. It was, it was good. But, yeah. I mean, there's always that part of me that was like, that's not what they had sort of built up to the whole time. Yeah. No, I hear you. But it was still fun, though. Um, Bob next, you have the dramatic dream match. Great Muda, Daisuke Sasaki, and Tetsuya Endo defeating Don Shokudino, Keisuke Ishii, and Kenoka. Muda pinned Ishii with the moonsault in 2009. Could you fucking believe Muda did a moonsault? There was, was like, someone on Twitter, a Japanese fan, who was so pissed. Calling <laughs> him a fraud. Like saying I'm probably gonna demand a refund because I went to the Wrestle One show. Not to say that Muta and Mudo are the same person. Yeah. But he was like livid and then there was no the great homo in the match. Yeah. They were like he was like, like the whole match is a fraud. I, I feel like cheated. It was it was funny actually. <laughs> he was so mad. But so wait, so why did he? So he thought the Wrestle One show was going to be Muda's last ever moonsault, I guess. Yes, because it was okay. But this was the Great Muda. Yeah. So, you um, know, technically, Muto did his last moonsault. On yeah. Wrestle One show. <laughs> Muda did his last one here. I mean, the, the announcers freaked the fuck out about it. Like they clearly did not expect that to happen. Um, 
But yeah, Dino, Dino fired poison mist out of his ass. <laughs> that, was, that was something, I guess. Uh, it was a match. <laughs> way too long. It did go really long. And appreciate Tetsuya Indo because I thought he did the most in this match. And it just made me want Ishii and Sasaki to have a singles match at one point. I was like, yeah, just do that. And that was like for about 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Damnation fan. So I thought this was really, really? a waste. Didn't know. Yeah. I heard that. Not, a, not Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was kind of a waste with wasted them to begin with, even before you, the match happened. Do you know and how many after, times how many times I've heard when I wore my Damnation shirt... People ask me if they're a band. That's probably the point of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was that one in the old Tim Donst Karma is a real shirt that were like the wrestling shirts that look most like a band shirt, I guess. But, but yeah, I, I think there probably could have been better uses of Sasaki and Indo on the show, but that's just because I think they're the best. I, I agree, but I mean, they still managed to have a you know, they managed to do some stuff here that was cool. I will say, Indo got like a, a nice little vacation for the build up to this match. <laughs> and then at the Cork and Hall show, I mean, the guy had like a month and a half off of doing stuff, so that's nice. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they figured he needed a break. But, um, all right. So, semi main event the DDT KOD tag team titles. Sekimoto and Haguchi beat Harashima and Marafuji. Haguchi pinned Harashima at the Go 10 1749. I mean, I, I like this match. You know, it was good. The biggest issue I had with it was honestly just that, like, it was the most foregone conclusion of all time. It's like, of course, they're not going to bring in Sekimoto just to have him lose. And, and Marafuji's Marifu- Marifu- yeah. working the champion carnival. Just. There's not a lot of time for him to, you know, he's, obviously this reign's going to be over eventually. I don't really know if I like the idea of going from one outsider tag title reign to another one, but but the actual match itself I thought was pretty fun. So. I thought, I didn't, I didn't like it as much as everyone else. And I'll, I'll um, compare it to the six-man tunnel match where Shoot and Doji tried to, were like actively trying super, super hard to make sure those guys on the opposite team looked really good. Whereas I found in the tag title match, it was like Sekimoto and Marafuji were doing their greatest hits of moves. Yeah. And the only person that was sort of really trying to get uh, Higuchi over was Harashima. Well, you figured that going anyone, but. And I, and I mean, I figured that was what was probably going to happen anyway, but in practice it was like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a horrible match or anything, but I, I didn't think it was as good as what everyone else thought. And yeah, I liked it more than you did, but you know, it still went only went like three and three quarters. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't awful, and the Higuchi and Harashima stuff was really good in the match. It was just it, it sort of felt like Sekimoto and Marafuji were just there. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. And I understand it's it's the tag title match, and then I think maybe. Part of the reason why I didn't really like it so much is because I kind of have a feeling that Higuchi is going to be on his own because Sekimoto is not going to be there. 
like road two shows and all this kind of stuff. Well, he's he's in the champion carnival too, isn't he? I don't think Sakamoto is in it this year. He's not really. I don't think so. But even still, he has Big Japan to work. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's not going to be there all the time. I think. I mean, on the Cork and Hall show, he was in the opener. And he just yeah. won the tag titles because Sakamoto wasn't there, and so it just goes back to. I think at some point DDT are going to have to find a combination of sort of their own guys to really do more because we've had quite a long run recently of it being one DDT guy and one guy from another company. You're right, by the way. He's not, he's not in the champion car this year. I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been a, quite a long run recently of a guy from outside of DDT paired with a guy from in DDT. And I would like to see them just pick two guys, maybe Sasaki and Indo. I mean, I'm not biased or anything on that one, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to see a team come together and so that way on the shows leading up to the bigger shows, you have more of a build yeah. going on in the stuff. No, I, I hear you, and I'm, I'm kind of tired of the guest star trope too, so... We'll see who the next tag champions well, are. I think at least Suguchi has a better partner now than he did <laughs> when the first time he won tag titles. So yeah, someone who doesn't look at, at him least, as, a, at as, least as the a... only place that is going is Big Japan. You're gonna actually know where he's at. So there's that. <laughs> he hasn't viewed them as a downgrade. But all right, so the main event: Takashita and Shuji Shikawa, twenty-three thirty-one. Takashita beat him with the German suplex v eleven for him. So yes, he's he's at the same number of defenses as Okada, folks. Which I t- I didn't even realize until I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, he's at eleven already. Uh, and so he's at the same amount of defenses as Okada in almost half the time, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this was this was really good. Um, I thought anyway. I'm, I'm sure you you probably didn't like it as much as I did, but I went four and a half on it. Um. I appreciated that they didn't go 30 minutes. I don't think every goddamn title match has to go 30 minutes, which is, um, is you know, I think especially with Okada these days, it feels like every every title match has to go 30 plus. So they kept it on the shorter side here. Um, you know, they went right to the good stuff in a lot of ways. And Takashita bumped his ass off. To, that fire thunder driver off the apron to the table is pretty crazy. Um you know, his character is that he's unkillable at this point, so he's very unkillable here. The only, my main critique of the match was, I thought it was, like, it felt like, and I, again, I was watching Unspoiled, it felt like it was building the Shuji winning. I thought, I didn't think he was going to win going in, especially since, you know, he's in the champion car and all that. But, like, it felt like it was building towards him hitting the giant slam and winning the damn title. And, you know, because Shuji was kicking out everything else, but I mean, Takashita was kicking out everything else. Shuji kept on him and kept on him. Like, I thought that a, a brilliant spot in the match was when he gave Takashita that dragon suplex and Takashita popped right up. But Shuji is fucking ready for him to pop right up because Takashita does that shit all the time and immediately, like, kills him with a lariat. That was awesome. Or actually, no, it was a running knee, I think. That was awesome. That was really, really cool. But. I really thought that was building to, okay, well, he kicks out, he kicks out, he kicks out, and then finally he hits that giant slam and pins him. He never hit that giant slam, 
Instead, Takashita hit like a couple of Germans and won. And that's my biggest complaint with the match. It felt like it was building the Shuji winning. It didn't feel like Takashita did nearly enough to actually get the win. The same problem with the Endo match, where he just takes every move under the sun and kicks out of all of them. But then, you know, once he hits you with this, this German and this package German, that's it. Like, you're dead. So, I don't know. I, that, that'd be my biggest... Huh? It didn't even look that good in this match. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him a little slack. Shuji Shikawa is a big boy. Yeah. So it's not easy to be lifting all that weight. But I was like, at the end, I was like, oh, that's not a very good looking German suplex, my man. Yeah. But, but that, that's basically my, my thoughts on the match. But it was, I mean, it was fine. Uh, it's, you would think it would have been better, I, I find, considering it's Takashita, who, despite all of his flaws, is a really, really good wrestler. And then Shikawa is a really, really good wrestler, too. But... He's, a wrestler, he's, he's a wrestler of the year right now, in my opinion. I have him in, like, six in my top ten or something. But there was just just something about it didn't really click, I think. Mm. I don't really know what it was. I wouldn't say the match was awful. Uh, it was better than the Indo match, which isn't saying a whole lot because I'm still aggravated about that. Not even that Indo lost. I just hated the way the match was laid out. Yeah. But, you know, I think Shuji came away looking way more like a beast than Takashita did. Yeah, I would and agree. I don't know if that's really what you want. I mean, especially when they were trading those lariats and stuff, it just looks like it looks like Shuji's a big fucking monster who, you know, probably should have won that match. And Takashi should have got lucky with his German. But and uh, I am someone that likes to go and look on the hashtags of companies, and I went and I looked after this match. I didn't watch this match live in the tag title match. I watched them after. Um, but it was really interesting to see some fans. Of course, you had people saying, "Wow, Takashita, he won! I'm so happy!" But it was really interesting to see that. I would say a, the majority minority opinion was that this title reign is getting long in the tooth, and a lot of people were saying, "Why is a 22 year old who has like..." Not that much wrestling experience, like three years of wrestling experience, beating a Champions Carnival winner. He won the Triple Crown. He's done all this stuff. And then he beats him with like a, a German suplex. Yeah. And they were like, it didn't sit well with some people that, which I mean, that's kind of like a, your own personal opinion sort of thing. But it was just really interesting in that regard. I think. I don't know if Shuji was necessarily the best person for this match, actually. Mm. Because people really like him. Yeah. I mean, and it didn't help that all he wanted to do was sing. <laughs> so. Um, I but yeah. Him, oh, sorry, go ahead. There's just something about it that I don't think clicked on the level that you would have expected it to. Like I would, I don't think people are going to go back at the end of the year. I'm not a star ratings person or anything like that. But even in DDT, I don't think I'm going to go back at the end of this year and think, "Wow, that match was really good." I don't think that this is going to be one of the best matches in the company this year. I really mm. don't. And I mean, see, I already I have it on my list, but I have it, um, I have it seventh in my top ten, and so that probably means it won't last all the way to the end of the year. So, 
um, you know, I have it well below a bunch of other DT matches, including uh, a bunch of them with Ishikawa in it. So, yeah, and I think Takashita had better matches in their tournament. Yeah, in the Indo match with Blizzard's draw, which I wasn't very fond of. I thought that match was better than this match, the mm. Judgment main event, which, you know, and maybe part of it was Shuji's Champions Corner, and you can't have him look too weak against Takashita, but you still want Takashita to win. Maybe that was part of the issue with the match, because like I, I said already, Shuji came away looking like the bigger star and the bigger monster than Takashita did. And yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's something that you want when you're trying to build up this young guy as the pinnacle ace of your promotion. Yeah. But Overall, I would still call it a very good show. Like you said, not the level of last year's judgment, but the comedy stuff was all really funny. The serious stuff was good. It just it didn't have the like Takashita Harashima last year. You know that was like I I went four and three quarters on that one. It was one of my favorite matches of the year. So I don't think Takashita Ishikawa was quite at that level. So that's a step down for the main event, and you know it didn't have anything at the at the spectacle level of that Samurai Six Man. So overall, definitely a step down from last year's judgment. But um, I'd say it was better than Peter Pan was. Mm, I don't know if you... I don't know. I really liked that Sasaki and... I did too. Match. I mean, I was... And I liked that match. I liked the, the Don Shoku, Dino, and uh, Takagi match. But I would still call this this one slightly better. I don't yeah. know. This show had a better main event than yeah. Game. Had some of the same issues, but this match was still better. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there you go, Judgment. Um. Let's get into the other big show from DT. We're not finished with Judgment. Oh. Oh. Well, we could talk about the post show. Yes. Ilie, <laughs> your your friend of mind. Walked out at the end of the show. No more mohawk was the first thing I noticed. No more green mohawk. He changed his hair. Ended up being the only thing he changed. But do you want to recap what happened here? So Takashita tries to cut the usual post-match baby face promo. And he does, actually. Yeah, like they, they look like the show was completely over at this All point. Like, the light... falling. Yeah. They're playing the, the song that they usually play at the end of the big DDT shows. Yeah, and I think even the lights go out. They yeah. sort of dim on the ring, and then all of a sudden, you see somebody else get into the ring and grab a microphone, and they put the spotlight back on, and he's back from three months gone. Three months just totally disappeared. Uh, okay. Like not, he didn't totally disappear because he was liking had... tweets. Yeah, exactly. There was a, a running tweet of, "Did he like a tweet today?" <laughs> And then there was the running gag of, hey, everyone, let's go on cage match and find, like, the weirdest U.S. Indies we can find and see if he's actually worked a match anywhere. Because he didn't. He didn't work any matches. Yeah. So, he's back. And that post-match angle was really weird. Like, you had... The weirdest thing was you had Akito. Poor Akito just, like, getting super mad and crying his eyes out and talk she was just like standing there like whatever <laughs> like i don't give a fuck <laughs> and it was and then 
Kyrie was doing the same thing. Like, I don't care. Whatever. And yeah. Was, like, the only person that seemed to give a shit was Akito. Yeah. I mean, Irie's entire mannerism here was very weird because he's given this promo about how he's coming back to destroy DDT because he, he hates what DDT has become. He wants to bring back the old DDT, but he looks like he's just kind of bored. I don't know why he would want to bring back the old DDT either because in the old DDT, he just gets beat by Hiroshima <laughs> over and over and over again. I mean, he did have that 10 defense title reign, I guess. But was it 10 defenses, right? I think it was, it was a lot. Yeah, uh, Takashita actually beat his mark yeah. for the consecutive Tadarin thing. Yeah. But but there you go. It's uh, He wants to bring back the old DDT. And we'll get more into the, the drama behind this when we get to the main event of the April Fool's show. Yeah. We'll get a little more into the down but, but It needs to say people are not happy uh, to see this man walk out and just waltz right into seemingly the top heel position. Or I would say there are a lot of fans in Japan that are very happy that he's back. Yeah. Because they like him, and they don't care. They don't know, well, one, the the drama, so to speak, which may or may not be real, but I've heard from three separate people. that. So I feel pretty confident saying that something was going on. Yeah. Um, but they really didn't know that. They probably didn't know about the blog posts, they just knew that Irie wasn't there. And he's back. Yeah. And they're happy he's back. Which is really awkward. <laughs> and we'll get into that. Really, really, really awkward. Really but, weird dynamic. But he is supposed to be the heel. That's pretty clear. So, you know, with the he he's, he came out with a different look on on the April Fool's show. And, he can, you know, he didn't have his trademark Green Mohawk here. Like he's supposed yeah, to be. I did like that he dropped the green Mohawk. Yeah, I, I mean that that, that would have looked really goofy on t- on the new top he, heel. I, I think I Kiza was never my favorite in Team Drift. I could never take him seriously with that goofy green Mohawk. So I'm, I'm glad that he at least dropped that. Yeah, but he so he's gonna um <laughs> he's he's basically positioning himself as top heel now. I mean, get two matches basically made. Uh, April Fool, him against Akito, and then if he can win this match, he would challenge Takashita on the April 29th Max Bump Corgan. So I guess that brings us to April Fool. Uh, the uh, the undermatch was Matsunaga beating Rekka. Uh, they didn't air this on the Samurai broadcast. So I didn't see it. It was you... on the universe version, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, it was no six minutes. No He's nice. Seems, seems like a nice guy, Rekka. I don't know. Um, Corican Hall, April Fool. By the way, this show did like it was the first DET Corican announced under a thousand fans in quite a long time, and it looked every bit every bit as empty as that. So, um, I don't know what the a smaller setup, even. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of stuff here. First of all, it was it was a week after Judgment, so maybe people feel like they got their DET fill. Bad um, move. What bad did, idea. Yeah, bad idea putting a week after Judgment. Yeah. Um, you know, second of all, it was the same day as Sakura Genesis, so you could get to both because they were three hours apart. But maybe, maybe some people who go to Sakura, who are going to Sakura Genesis just, um, you know, didn't need that much wrestling in their day, which wouldn't surprise me. And I think there is some crossover between the two fan bases because the vibe I got going to 
shows of both was like DDT, they, they clearly have their own fan base, but they also draw, I think, from like a general pool of Japanese smarts who view it as like a, you know, this fun thing they go to with the, that makes fun of other wrestling. And they, you know, they draw some really hardcore fans. So maybe some of the hardcore fans are just like, eh, a weird looking cork on the same day as a, <laughs> as Sakura Genesis, I can skip that. But and they're running, we're gonna be having weekly shows now. Yeah, that's true too. And they have a DNA show. Yeah, so there's a lot and of DNA. They have a show on the 10th, <laughs> and they have a show on the 8th, and they have a show on the 20th, uh, 15th, and the 29th. So I, I just think people, I think people just didn't see this as important. And you have to say, the main event was Akito and, and uh, Irie. You know, a guy who is not pushed as a main eventer against a guy who was just gone for three months. So, you have to say, like, you know, that... Japanese people are not unlike us. They can't afford everything. <laughs> this stuff starts getting expensive. Yeah. And you have to pick and choose your spots and what you're going to go to. Even yeah. if you really like things. So... I think they probably just decided it wasn't this show wasn't worth it, which it probably wasn't. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, so the real opener we had the new six man tie champions, Umeda, Ureno, and Takeda, defeating Kachisada Higuchi, Ko- Koiki Iwazaki, and Watase. Umeda pinned Watase with the Umeda driver in 837. It's just fun while it lasted. Yeah. Very energetic. Hakuchi uh, in the opener. Yeah. Right after winning. The greatest of looks right after winning the tag belts. Yeah. And in the match with the other DNA guys and when he graduated from DNA. Yeah. Uh, I think he could have been better served actually in the main event of the show. Oh, you would have done him against Irie? Mm-hmm. I would have done that instead. Because here you have Hakuchi coming off. He just spent Hiroshima. And Irie can't pin Hiroshima to save his life. Uh, He won the tag titles. I don't think losing there would have hurt him. You could have made it a de facto number one contenders match. Uh, They're actually doing a special singles match with Higuchi and Takashita. Higuchi and who? Takashita. Oh, cool. On the 10th. It's a special singles match. 20 minute time limit. Probably go the draw. I would think so too. Uh, You know, you could have done that. And I think it would probably would have come up better. And I think it would actually would have gave Irie a little bit of heat, which is severely lacking. Yeah. Um, but this opener is, I mean, look, the it opened with like some grappling um, with uh, Watase and one of the DNA guys. I don't, I don't remember who. But they were like doing some really cool grappling stuff that was cool. And then Iwasaki and Umeda had like a crazy kick exchange towards the end that was awesome. So, um, you know, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, those guys are all really good. Um, if you don't watch DNA, I would suggest checking out. It's just once a month on DDT Universe. And they have their own storylines that go on there. Uh, they are, I don't think the show will be up by the time the show tomorrow morning will be airing live. But Yeah, it'll be up probably right after it. So... We'll, we'll talk about it though, because we can preview it a little bit, and people maybe don't want to who haven't seen it live, who aren't going to stay up and watch it live, can talk, can check it out. But yeah, DNA is cool. I definitely recommend it too. Um, match two, Go Hashi five match series first battle, 
Koji Katamoto defeated Go Go to Ahasu with the ankle lock at eleven forty two. This was awesome. <laughs> I thought so this I didn't was... know until I read on the dramatic VP site that when Gota and Kota worked Choshu's Hour Hall show, Choshu said Gota was like the worst wrestler he's ever seen. Oh, you didn't you didn't know about this? No. This was the entire reason for the for the, the that Ken Oka set up the whole thing. Yeah, Ken Oka was like he first he signed himself in a match with Gota, where Gota came out looking all depressed last month, and to try to like you know get him going again, and then he gave him the trial series to try to prove to Ricky Choshu that he. <laughs> It has, to, it has to end in a single match between those two. Yeah, I think so too. At P- P- that's a Peter Pan match. Yeah, probably. But but yeah, this was this was awesome because like it was just Katamoto kicking the fucking shit out of out of Ahashi, and he got Gota got exactly as much offense as he should have, which was almost nothing. And then like towards the end, he he basically does he gets like a millisecond of offense. He stops very, very briefly to raise both his arms in the air in celebration. And Kanemoto takes that very tiny opening to immediately grab my leg, take him down, put him in the ankle lock. It was fucking awesome. And then Kanemoto's saying, yeah, I hate Joshi too. Yeah, after the match. Um, he just basically... He, he, yeah, he, he was like, yeah, I hate Joshi too, let's team up on him. So which is, we can go into some more probably with the trial series stuff because the... IGF show, quote unquote IGF show that was today. Uh, Oka and Yashi showed up, mm. so we could possibly see like Fujita versus Yashi or <laughs> Shinya Aoki. That would be <laughs> awesome. I mean, we could see a lot of crazy stuff happening there. But they were there. They showed up, and yes, I hope that show makes tape. I don't know if it is. But that that was the that was the Tokyo Gurantai IGF show, right? Yes. Okay. They're so the IGF. Yeah. They drew apparently they drew a sold out crowd of five hundred fans. So, as everybody expected, the IGF ended up in the hands of uh, fucking Nosawa out of the question. So the most powerful man in Japanese professional <laughs> wrestling. And I don't, I'm like not even joking about it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand how he does it. Yeah, well, he has friends apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next match, the loser. Expo- oh, what did you think? Did you like the go to match? I don't, I don't even know if you got to say I anything. I thought it, it went a little too long, but it was good while it lasted. And Koji Kanemoto was my favorite junior ever. So anytime I get to see him is a real treat for me. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, we had the loser expulsion match. Uh, Tetsuya Endo, Mad Polly. Ishii, Masahiro Takanashi, Saki Akai, Mao, and Antonio Honda versus, um, oh, and Hirata, Kazuki Hirata, uh, quote unquote, versus Takagi and Awashi. So Takagi and Awashi basically just sat at a desk while they all fought each other, which was kind of, it was a funny visual. Um, there were a lot of, basically, people either had to impress them or get a pinfall. And that was how they got out of this match. So it came down eventually to Hirata. And um, a two-on-one match against Takagi and Torawashi, but they all. But basically, the entire we had like a workers' rebellion. We had like the the workers' party of DDT uniting against the company president because like all the people that were in this match came back and helped 
here to get the pin on Takagi. It's like, wow, like the Aarons would be proud of this full communism happening happening in DDT here. Um, but yeah, this is funny. I don't know. It's good. DDT knows who the star of the company is, and it's Mad Polly because he got the first <laughs> pinfall in the <laughs> And then Indo like gets his pinfall like right after. Yeah. Nice couple of days work, as I said, for Indo. You know, yeah. there's like a flip here. Didn't do like <laughs> soon haul. You know. Yeah. Gets a nice little break here. But um but yeah, so Sinshiro Takagi banished from DET. Definitely, definitely gonna live up to that stipulation. But be... his, uh, his cousin or something will be. <laughs> yes. I'm assuming on the June the 29th. Yep. And Cherry's farewell to DDT match. <laughs> well, she'll be in that match. She'll be, excuse well, you. She'll be in that match. Excuse sorry, you. Sorry. Sorry. She, she'll she... be in that match. She's a looker as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the 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 weird, the weirdest, hottest one of the T two T two Joshi is really clearly Hirata. Like Hirata is a such a weirdly attractive woman. I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to say about it, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. I you don't. <laughs> um, but oh, Torawashi, sadly, not an attractive woman, but. Maybe it's the two-two. <laughs> I think it probably is the two-two. Um, okay, up next the Japan the Japan US Gay Wrestling Summit 2018. Coke Joey Ryan, Ethan Page, the Fiend, Donisho Gordino, Super Sasango Machine, and Makoto Oishi when Cabana pinned uh, Makoto with the Superman dive in twelve eighteen. Right, this just start out really funny because first of all, Ethan Page was like, Why am I in this? I'm from Canada, which is pretty funny. Um, he tried to leave. And then when um I don't remember who it was who was trying to get a rope breaker. I think it was I think it was Paige. I was even Paige trying to get a rope break. And he had to count his own rope break. He was basically like, Why are you why are you not doing your job, ref, and getting Dino off me? And and Sasadango just yells from the from the from the apron, it's gay summit. Like this is not against the rules of a gay summit, but then the the foreigners turn that around on them because you know Joey Ryan tags in, he does his usual touch my penis thing, but it actually makes sense here because then when like they didn't want to touch his penis, Cabana just yells from the apron, "It's gay summit." (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be like it's supposed supposed to be what's happening. So that that all that stuff is really funny, Um, good comedy stuff, and this again. The the foreign team was fine. There's nothing offensive about this match. It was, uh, oh, I, I don't Sasa know. Say, I don't know any wrestling technique. Yeah, Sasango say he didn't know any wrestling technique. He also said he's heavy <laughs> when he tried. When uh, I forget who was trying to give him a German suplex, but it was uh, it was this was pretty fucking funny. I enjoyed this match. It was a good time. Yeah, I would say that. Do you have any more thoughts on the gay wrestling summit? The Ethan Page thing, when he said he he's Canadian, so he doesn't even know why he's here, cracked me up. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. And I didn't. I thought it was like a. I didn't read the match graphic that well because I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It's just like a. You can just say it's the North American thing, but no, it's specifically <laughs> it's said, a, yeah, U.S. 
It did say Japan US right right there. So uh, it was something. But after that, we had the four way tag match, aka these people don't have anything to do on the show. So here we go. Uh, Kudo and Yukio Sakaguchi got to rebound a little bit from Judgment and pick up the win. Uh, they beat Kodosuke Takashida and Shuma Katsumata, Hiroshima and Soma Takao, and um, Daisuke Sasaki and Suji Shikawa. Yukio submitted Katsumata with an arm triangle hold in 11.06. You would like get mad at the at the VOW form for this, right? Like they, they Why don't you tell this story? They're never mad on one. I'm sorry, I forgot. Well, no, I wasn't mad. They were just wondering why Yukio and Kudo picked up the win here. And it was like, it's kind of obvious to me. Shuji's going to work the Champions Corner. He's not going to be around too much. Yeah. Uh, Takashida's the champ. Why would they win? Yeah. Uh, Harashima just lost the tag titles. Yeah. So, who's left? Exactly. There, there was like nobody else to pick up the win. I will say, I think Takashita shouldn't work the show at all either. I think it would have been nice for them to kind of sell the, the beating that he took at Judgment. Mm. And uh, he did miss a show leading up to Judgment with a back injury as well. So he comes out on this show and like nothing happened. I'm fine. I I think sort of him not being there at all would have helped the main event stuff as well too. I think. Yeah, but it's just fun. yeah, I I would agree. I liked it. It was it was just kind of it was kind of Shuji just sitting there for about five minutes. It was hilarious. <laughs> they basically were just like, yeah, we're taking the night off and try to stop us, but. Um, all right, so semi made. This is what I'm curious about. What your thoughts on? Because I just want to Yuko Miyamoto defeating Mike Bailey in 1511 to retain his V3 of the DT Extreme Title. What do you think of this one? It was a fun match. Uh, I think a little bit more. I, I'm not gonna say crazy. I don't think crazy is the word to use. A little bit more ragged or disjointed. Uh. Maybe some of that has to do with the language barrier. I'm not sure. Uh, they did some pretty dumb stuff, as per usual, when they do a ladder match now. Yeah. The extreme title. Uh, Speedball was got busted open. Yeah. It was and a big. It was a big day for Hardway Blood because Sakura Genesis had like three dudes on the same day, getting uh, busted open Hardway. I mean, I would suggest people watch the match. It's not something I would say. Oh, skip it. Yeah, I went, I went, I went three and three quarters, so I liked it, but I, it just was a little bit below my expectations. I don't know what Speedball has cleaned up either. I think no, well, no, he's working DDT actually. Yeah, because he has a title match on the fifteenth. But uh, yeah, it was good. I'm more excited for the title match on the 29th, because I think we're gonna see a title switch. Yeah, that's a hell of a... I mean, they have done that match, and I think they said, like, it's been, like, 10 years or something. Like, it's been... The last time they did it was in 666, apparently. Miyamoto versus Harashima. Yeah, and I think Harashima's gonna win. And I think it's actually a brilliant move if he does. Because if you're gonna keep Takashita as the champion, which I think Takashita will still be the champion, uh, having Harashima there as the secondary title holder... You can, I think it'll open up more stuff for people to do, and it'll get maybe a little bit more jazz into these cards. I, I think 
you know, leading up to judgment, I I don't think a lot of stuff had a lot of oomph to it. I mean, they yeah. came close to selling out Sumo Hall, but I would say that this show's draw, the April 1st show, would kind of show that maybe a change of direction in some things should be taking place. Yeah. But um, this is cool. I don't. Do you understand why the fuck they kept building their own chair like towers and trying to climb them instead of climbing the ladder? Because they couldn't figure out what the fuck they were doing. No. <laughs> I was just like, why are they doing this? Dramatic DT said something about a ladder not being available. I was like, there were ladders out there. I don't understand. But whatever. It was just odd. And the ta- the chair towers just collapsed because what the fuck? You can't climb a tower of plastic chairs. It's not gonna work. So that was just really weird. Um, but yeah, as far, really weird. But as far as the match itself went, good match. But like you said, the big story at the end was Miyamoto challenging his Smile Squash partner Hiroshima. I I would be really shocked if that wasn't like really awesome. I so hope I'm, it's not a ladder match. We've had yeah. two ladder matches. I hope they just do a regular extreme match. I agree. I, I don't know. Because at Hiroshima, oh sorry, go ahead. Light tube. Oh, yeah, the one light tube would be cool. I mean, Har- Harishima and Daisuke Sasaki had an awesome match last year for the for the extreme title, and just like a regular hardcore match. So I think they could do him and, uh, you know, him and... I would like to see Gio something besides a ladder match for a hardcore match here. Yeah, well, we'll see. And the main event... Uh, weird and awkward. Shigehiro Ilie defeated Akito with the Beast Bomber in 14:20. First of all, I have no idea why this only went 14 minutes. <laughs> Second of all, okay, so Ilie comes out. He's got the black hair now, no green mohawk. He has like a new black outfit, like he doesn't have all the green all over the place. But that stuff is good. Yeah, that stuff is good. He looks like a heel. He's a heel now. He looks like a heel. It's fine. What the fuck was he doing working this match? Can I just ask? Was this his idea of working as a heel? Did he think working as a heel means I'm not allowed to smile anymore, but otherwise I can do everything exactly the same? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't know if some of the awkwardness of this match is that they're not really getting along in real life. Uh... I guess we can go into the whole area stuff now. Yeah, go ahead and do it, I guess. So, I think it was Christmas Day, or Christmas Eve, Irie posts a blog. And he says, uh, I'm not in the tournament to start the year, and I'm really disappointed about it. I don't understand why DDT didn't put me in the tournament. Uh, You know, I, I don't think they were too happy that I left and did shows in the States, they just don't understand what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring DDT to more people. And he's, he just really sort of blamed DDT for him. I want to say, I do want to say, this part could be a work. Because if you you look at it, historically, this has been a trope in Japanese wrestling where, like, going back to New Japan and stuff, like, being left out of tournaments has has been a reason for someone to turn heel and turn their back on the company over and over again. Like, Ricky Choshu did this in, like, the early 80s. <laughs> he was really mad. He wasn't in the original IWGP Championship Tournament, and that was why he turned heel on 
Fujinami and the New Japan Army. Obviously, Masahiro Chono, when he turned heel, he was really angry about being left out of a tournament. Like, this has happened over and over again. Yeah. I would definitely so, say that there is some parts of this that's a work, but then there yeah. are other parts where the truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. And so, Iri just bit, Irie, sorry, uh, just went on a huge, I wouldn't say a huge rant. He was just like, thanks everyone for your support. You know, GDT just doesn't understand. And so, like a day later, Akito posts a blog. He basically just asked Blast everything Irie says in his blog. Now, this is where we get into the some of this stuff isn't necessarily a work. Yeah. And as I said before, I've heard this from three separate people. So I think when you hear things from three separate people and and one of them being a little bit closer to DDT, uh, I tend to take it a little bit more at face value. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth either. It's yeah, wrestling. Yeah. We all hear stuff that the people say, oh, totally true. It's going to happen. And then that's not what happens at all. Yeah. So Akito goes on his blog and he posts, uh, he's tired of Irie acting the way he does in terms of he tries to play up the sympathy part and mm-hmm. he's not like that in person. And that's something that I have heard. That's true. That. The Irie that you see on Twitter is not the Irie that exists in real life, so to speak. Yeah. He then goes on to say that he uh, Irie wasn't happy about his position in the company, and that's why he left. He said Irie thinks that he's entitled to be the champion of the company, which leads into why we're going into all this Takashita stuff, I think. Uh, he yeah. said he, he thinks he's entitled to be on the top of the company, but not everyone can be on the top of the company. We all have our roles to play, and he doesn't understand that. And then he goes into, you were given the tag titles when a lot of other people don't get to do anything, and you didn't think that was good enough, and you left. And that's mm. going into when Irie and Higuchi won the tag titles. Now, this part I've heard is true. Irie decided that he was going to come back to the States and tour. And because of that, they had to do the title switch to Harashima and Marafuji. Hmm. So he pretty much dumped Higuchi. And that's why Higuchi really didn't do much at the tail end of last year because the, all the plans that they had went up in smoke. Hmm. So that leads to that part. And then uh, Akito says the company has a reason for why you're not in the tournament and then we don't hear anything from Irie for three months yeah and then so he comes then he comes back at judgment now I thought at the very least Irie would be back on this show yeah I never thought he was done with DDT never ever thought that I mean first of all he had a contract I'm sure and second of all like, where else would he go, you know? I mean... He didn't work a single match. He didn't work uh, anywhere. And he was liking tweets on Twitter, people saying, oh, I really miss you. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. So, uh, he it wasn't like he was dead to the world. Yeah. But 
I will say, just in terms of the blog post, and they had stuff about this at the beginning of the match. In yeah, the- they, they showed the blog post in the video, yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of fans in Japan were quite aware of this. And I don't think a lot of people care either. That's the thing. Yeah. I think maybe it affects us more. But for people there, I think they were just happy to see Irie back. Because yeah. he is a pretty popular guy within the company. Certainly far more popular than Akito is. Yeah. But the match itself was... It's probably the worst, one of the worst main events I've seen in DDT. I'll, I'm, I'm going to go that far. Uh, it was really awkward. I don't think... I mean, I think if you were going to bring Arie back and have him beat Akito, just have it be a squash match. Yeah. Just have him absolutely murder this guy. Just beat him up. Don't make it the main event. Just make the ladder match the main event. And it isn't as if Akito is doing a lot in the company anyway. He's not doing anything. Yeah. And he hasn't been doing anything. And not since Peter Pan. Exactly. So, you know, just have Irie beat the crap out of him. Don't have a... I mean, you could say it was like an extended squash, but I still think they gave Akito too much if the whole point was you want to make Irie look like this monster. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I went like two and a quarter. I gave them a little bit of F, you know, credit for, you know, some moves and stuff, I guess, but... And it wasn't like it wasn't like the stuff wasn't landing or anything. They didn't blow any spots. Like to to me, the two and a half, two and a quarter is the floor for an average match. I thought it was like a slightly below average match, but they didn't blow any of their spots or anything. It was just like a you know, it was I don't a match. know if Gary knows how to work like as a heel. But that's the yes, and I was gonna say that was the biggest problem was that other than the only thing he did any differently, other than his outfit and his hair, was he didn't smile. Someone told him, I guess, that a heel can't smile. He did not smile. But did he? He lost his smile. But like, you know, someone else pointed, I think it was uh, I think it was Skyler, that he still did all this big open mouth selling, which is like really supposed to be more of a baby face thing. But like, you know, why he just didn't work like a heel at all, other than the fact that he didn't smile. Otherwise it was every other every other area match I've ever seen. I would say, you know, he's he's coming back some time off, but didn't do anything for three months. He could have learned how to work like a damn heel somewhere. They have yeah. dojos where he can wit and work with somebody. He just needed to be doing a lot more punishment. And a lot like he's a big dude. Beat the fucking shit out of Akito. Beat him down. No. So I'm saying act like a jerk. Step on him or something. Do do things that are mean and will get sympathy out of out from the fans for Akito. He just wrestled this like he was wrestling any other fucking match. You know, they traded blows and eventually he won. And it's like you're dude, you're a heel now. You're a big you're a big guy. Protect act like you're a bully. Do something like, you know, in a way that's gonna make people get sympathy for your opponent. This is not rocket science. But it just it didn't he just didn't try at all really just like I said he didn't smile okay they, there you go I guess he's a mean man now so he's not allowed to smile but the problem is he he didn't have he didn't do anything else <laughs> in the place of smiling he didn't even he didn't have a good sc- like heel scowl he didn't have he just yeah the crowd still liked him he just he just kind of was there he was a he was a guy and yeah I just I don't know I, th- I thought this was pretty. Pretty bad. Despite all my reservations and some of the feelings that I have about him, I was really wanting this to go over well because I don't think Takashita 
not so much to his fault all the time. He hasn't really had title matches with a lot of heat behind them. Yeah. He just had matches. And this was one of the times where I thought that they could really bring out some heat and really make Takashita the babyface. That they want. They want him to be the babyface. And I thought in this instance, they could have really worked toward that and it would have been, you know, something really different. I was actually really excited. I'm like, oh, maybe this would be really good. Uh, No, that match just like totally ruined any sort of hope I have for anything going forward. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe you could be like, well, it's his first time ever working as a heel. Maybe over the next month. Three months. Yeah. Doing anything. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, maybe he could improve by the end of the month. I don't know. It's a lot to ask from just suddenly. And like I said, maybe some of the awkward awkwardness from in the match comes from they're not really getting along, from what I know. Yeah. Like, like that's not like a, a thing. And I do think it's pretty funny, though, that Akito in his blog post had said that DT does things for a reason and you have to be a company man sometimes. And he takes this fall <laughs> right when Eerie. Yeah. That's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, he's a company man. Maybe as a sort of kind of sort of proving his point in a way. Yeah. That, you know, you can go and throw a pity party for yourself and not tell DDT that you even book shows in the United States. And so then we have to change everything for you. When you come back, I'll still let you pin me so you can have a title shot. So. I think that's more interesting than anything DDT actually did. And then, then it gets even worse. That's the thing. Like, not only was the match bad, the post-match was, like, even worse to me. Yeah, right, why well, you tell people why? So, Dino, so Takashita comes out, and, you know, he's like, Ire was like, yeah, Butikito, Matana match, bitch. That would have been better. He would have said bitch or something. <laughs> uh, and so, they called Dino because he's the producer. Of DDT right now. They fall him down, and so he makes the match, and he says, you know, Irie, I don't care if you want to destroy DDT so long as you go into this title match wanting to, to build something out of it. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, so he really gets over the angle of this man being angry, wanting to destroy the company, when the guy who's a producer is like, I don't care if you destroy the company. And, you know, maybe <laughs> it's the semantics thing, Yeah. But- I was just like, what in the hell? And then Takashita, just as like a bump on a log, doesn't show any sort of facial emotion. He's not, doesn't look like he's mad, doesn't look like he cares. Ira doesn't look like he's mad, doesn't look like he cares. It looks like nobody cares. And this yeah. is going to be your main event at the end of the month. Max Bump. He's going to destroy it. No one gives a shit. Don't get your tickets now. I mean, I'm sure people enjoy it. It's, <laughs> It's one of those things, like, what we feel about something isn't necessarily what they feel about something. Yeah. So, maybe they'll be more into it, but just that whole thing. And I was honestly, I was ready to give this a shot. I'm not a big Takashita fan, I admit that. But, oh my god. <laughs> it's just Yeah, like, it, was no, it was no good. Like, the absolute worst way it could go, that's the way it went. Yeah, I mean, I like Takashita a lot more than you do, and I'm still not that excited for this match. But that's that has a lot more to do with the fact and that I, I don't think Irie will win. I think Takashita's winning. Okay, I'm going to say a lot of people think Irie is going to win. Um, 
I hope not. <laughs> and I really, especially after this. I didn't and, even say that at the end of the January Corkin show this year, uh, Takeshita had called Irie out, which is why they're sort of having this thing. He said, uh, if I win the Big D tournament, I'm going to be able to pick who I want to face at Sumo Hall. So I'm going to drag the dude back that left for America so he can get his title shot that he wants. And we can have a rematch that we had in a dark match. Yeah, a dark match, by the way. Do you remember why they had that dark match? Uh, that was the general election results, I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, because no one fucking voted for either one of them. <laughs> in the 2015 general election. So that was why they had that dark match. And it went to, like, it went to a 10-minute draw or 15-minute draw. I don't remember which. But... Which is why I said, I even said back then when this happened, I'm like, uh, whatever the thing is with Irie and what's going on, clearly DDT does not have a problem with their champion because I don't think Takashita would say anything unless directed by the company. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't have a problem with him saying all that in a roundabout way against Irie. Yeah. So, you know, I would say you can choose to believe what you want. I, you'll, No one will ever know the truth. I'll never know the truth. You're not going to know the truth. No. Nope. Uh, but in terms of how they're building this, I I don't I don't like it. Yeah, it just feels like the guy the guy had a hissy fit, walks out of the company, and comes back and just gets his fucking match. And you know if that's the angle, that'd be one thing. But like they're not doing a good enough job playing that up, and the fans still like him. So it's like okay, like he was what is it? For three months and now he's back. Yeah, and the fans like him because he's back. Yeah. I mean, so so if that's your even if it's completely one hundred percent work, then it's not a very good one, and everybody else needs to start reacting to this like, you know, a little like Akito's the only one who like you said earlier who seems like he actually gives a shit about any of this, and everybody else is just fucking, you know, like yeah, you know, whatever, yeah, like, wants to destroy the company. Eh. Where's Soma and Ishii? Where's Harashima? Where's, where's, like, where's anyone? I don't know. It's just like. You could have like, you could have had the whole locker room come out after judgment, pretty much, except for damnation, because I don't think they they care. Yeah. But you could have had like small squash come out. You could have had shooting doji come out. You could have had everybody come out and be like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And it would have put Irie Irie over way more as like this guy that is like a heel. He's, he's yeah. supposed to be the heel. Yeah, and you know, and I don't necessarily even disagree with the idea of trying to set up another heel faction because, like, Damnation at this point are so fucking popular that, you know... They had a sticker sheet at Judgment, and Damnation had four stickers on the sticker sheet. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. So, like, it's really difficult to, like, you know, present them as the top, as as the, the bad guys and everything when, you know, the crowd loves them. So... You know, it's just I get it. You want to set up some other heels. And I still fine. stand by the fact that they don't see Indo as a heel. Yeah. I mean, if, but, he's, if he's supposed to be a heel, I mean, he might do heelish things in a match, but I think he has way too much sympathy builds up with the DDT fan base for it to ever truly work in the fashion that they want it to. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't, so I don't disagree with trying to set up another heel unit, but. Which we see a little bit of with Watase now wanting to team with him. But I don't know. He's not they... even on the show on the 8th. Yeah. Which is like, 
I don't get that. Maybe he'll like come out and attack Takashita or something. But oh, yeah, he's not even working that show. But yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> I feel like I said that a lot. I just I don't necessarily disagree with the goals of what they're trying to do, but it's just not working so far. And I guess we'll have to see if it works at I April twenty ninth. I would think Takashita should really win this match. And then if you want to do Irie again at Peter Pan or something, you have that time to sort of build up animosity and strife. And then if you want to do a title change, then I don't even think Irie is the person that should be Takashita at all. Yeah. With. I mean, it should be Endo or Sasaki. So. I wouldn't even see it should be Endo or Sasaki. I think Yukio or Kudo would be fine choices to end this title reign as well. Hmm. So it's not even that, oh, Indo has to be the one. I'm, no, I think Kudo, I actually think Kudo would be a phenomenal choice in this title, right? Yeah. That's not done anything with Shuten Doji. 11 defenses. He's not had like any interaction with them at all. Yeah. So there's definitely still things they can do with Takashita before going back to Damnation. There's more stuff there. So it isn't even so much about, I want Indo to win because Indo is somebody that I like. Yeah. But I just don't think this area thing is working. At least not yep. the way they want it to. I totally agree. And I hope to God he doesn't win because I'd be but very But I will different. say, if he does win, there, I, I want to see him and Soma Takao. Mm. Especially after the stuff with Soma and Sasaki last year, where we got to see a different side of him. Yeah, where he looked really good for the first time like in a while. He, he had like a facial expression for once. Yeah. So I would like to like see them go into Irie versus Team Drift. And of course you have the Harashima stuff. That's there too. And Higuchi is another match. Yeah. That I think is sitting out there waiting. So there is stuff that they can do there. But but he needs to show something as a heel if he's going to win this title. So I guess we'll see. But I will not be happy if he wins. That match is happening on April 29th, the next Corican, Max Bump. Um, Ure and challenging Takashita. Uh, overall, though, okay, I, I have to say about the show and overall that, like, I so I, did, I didn't watch it until Tuesday night, and I had heard that a lot of people watching it live really hated it, and I didn't hate it. I didn't like, hate it. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't even replying to people on Twitter. I'm like, it wasn't as bad as you say, you're saying. I mean, yeah. the event was bad. The main event was bad. Rest of the show was pretty fun, though. I enjoy. I mean, I the opener was fantastic. I like yeah. the tornado tag match. I, I like the comedy. I liked all the comedy. I think the extreme <laughs> match was fine. I yeah, mean, I think this was like the worst pork and hall show they've ever seen. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, the Japan US game wrestling stuff was funny, and the the Gota Hashi thing was cool. Lose expulsion thing was kind of funny. It wasn't that bad, but yeah, I think when when your main event is just that that underwhelming that it just it, dra- it, it that's the last thing people remember, so it just drags everything is, else down. It makes everything else for the rest of the month at the top of the card feel underwhelming. Yeah, but that's overall, overall, I thought the show was fine. Um, it definitely wasn't. It, it probably probably helped that I have very low expectations going in because I heard how much everybody else hated it. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. <laughs> it was fine. I was enjoying myself until the main. Until yeah. I was watching the main. I watched the main event live. And it was like, oh boy, this is not going well. But I will say, I think Drew from Burning Spirits actually is really into it. So there are people out there 
I would just listen to Burning Spirits. They're probably going to talk about the show if they haven't yeah. already. They will well, probably... Drew, Drew likes DDT more than anyone else on planet Earth sometimes, I feel like. which I mean, I love DDT. It's, fi- it's my favorite promotion. As but... I told him on Twitter, on Twitter, <laughs> I'm glad somebody liked it. <laughs> I, I truly am very happy that somebody liked it and was into it. So let's let's do some housekeeping things here before we get into these couple of questions. Um, BT Universe is getting overhauled. It's going to be new bronze, silver, gold, and platinum levels. So um, basically, what's happening here is they're they're like they're they're combining the DT Universe with the Dramatic Fan Club, and they're merging together as a single service or multiple pricing tiers. So some of this stuff is going to be really only um, you know important to Japanese fans, but let me just go through it real quick, what you're going to get. Uh, bronze level is free. You'll get a web membership card and a limited questionnaire function, one vote per day. So that has to do with, uh, you know, you can just join basically without paying I anything. But did... vote in the general election now. Yeah, that'd be all... I mean, I voted last year because I was at, the, at Peter Pan, but it'd be cool if we could vote online in it. Um, silver, 500 yen, web membership card, unlimited questionnaire function, Priority entry at shows, web newsletter, DT Universe Access, archive videos only, and fan-only events. Um, so there you go. Silver now, you can pay less. 500 yen is only like 450 and you get the, the archive videos. Now, what that means as far as those shows that air live on Universe for free right now, I have no idea. Maybe that's going to stop now. But it says here you get access only to videos on, you know, on demand, basically, not while they're airing. Kind of reminds um, me of what Dragon Gate are doing. Like, what yeah. is the archive? I yeah. I don't think anyone really knows yet. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's going to be, like, stuff that just aired. When, I'm inter- but... I meant that when is stuff getting added to the archive? Yeah, I see. I don't think yeah. people really know, like, when but then, Gold, 900 yen. So it's the same same price as what you're paying right now. So and apparently, DT Universe, this is you. Yeah. You get web membership card, unlimited questionnaire, priority entry shows, web newsletter, DDT Universe Access is his live archive and offshoot videos, fan-only events. Um, then there's going to be a platinum level that's 1,200 yen. Now, this the is only... the level that is really for the people that are already in the fan club in Japan. Yeah. They get everything that we just said in gold. The only thing that's that's you know additional here, apparently, is they get platinum-exclusive videos. What Don't does that... Don't know what those are. We have no idea. I'm so... going it's Saki taking a dump like he did in the <laughs> photo book and stuff like that. But we'll see. I sincerely don't think it'll be like pork and hall shows. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be wacky stuff. I think. I would say maybe the beer garden shows. Oh yeah, it's possible. Like stuff like that, maybe will be on the platinum tier, and I do think that we'll be able to if you want to sign up for the platinum tier you will be able to yeah so don't like if you absolutely have to see everything you know 300 yen like two dollars fifty cents it's not that much more if you really want to sign up for that it should be fine um but yeah i mean like it's not i don't know what's gonna i'm gonna just gonna leave my i i it looks like universe subscribers are gonna get like i don't know if we're gonna be able to do it automatically or we're gonna have to do it ourselves but somehow we can join we will be able to go to gold so I assume switching everyone over that's already signed up. See, that's what I thought too. But then Jamie tweeted something like, "Apparently, they're not going to do that." So I don't, I don't know. But either way, um, gold should be. I'm probably going to leave myself in gold for now, and then if 
if the platinum videos look like they're really awesome, then I'll switch to I'll switch to platinum. But I will that, say, yeah. if you're worried about watching live shows, don't be worried. That's not yeah. going anywhere. It's not like part of the fan club. The fan yeah. club is going away. By this time next year, the fan club will be gone. Yeah. And they're not going to so. have the fan club fight anymore. Starting like on the sixth, you can't even sign up for the fan club anymore. Yeah. So just if you have universe, you'll be able to watch all the stuff you want to watch as usual as it is right now. Yeah. Tokyo Joshi Pro website's going away. Yeah, they're Actually, basically just they're combining everything. They're combining everything together. And now that's really good for some people in Japan that were paying for universe and a fan club membership. Yeah. It's not good for people that didn't have universe and had a fan club membership because now if they want to continue to have the benefits that they had of the fan club in terms of the highest priority tickets, getting into the fan club only events and all that good stuff, they're yeah. gonna have to sign up for the platinum level membership, yeah. which is more. So we'll see, I guess. Um, all right. And then a couple contract people, a contract updates. The big one, as far as not renewing their contracts this year, was Cherry. You know, she's going to go freelance now, it looks like. I and thought she was already freelance. I know. It's what, that's, what, that's what a lot of people said. Because I saw, I saw her on a YMZ show when I was in Japan. She, so. On the DDT side, I swear she's listed as freelance. Well, apparently not. Apparently she's... <laughs> apparently she's... That's fine. I mean, I love Cherry. She's GDT signed, yeah, but she's gonna go freelance. My favorite moment of her is still probably when she came out is Kentosuke's Geisha. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I, was so awesome. Um, but yeah, so Cherry is gonna be leaving, and her last match as DT contract wrestler is April 29th, which we'll go over in a sec. Um, then we got two guys who were injured who just couldn't make a comeback, it looks like. Uh Sugulu Miyatake and DNA and Tomoya Kawamura. For Basara, so do you have anything to say about these two I wrestlers? Howard Morris said he's still going to try and come back as being a wrestler. Yeah, but uh, Miyatake, I think, actually has a job as a programmer, which might shock some people if they've ever seen him. <laughs> Why well, he's like a big dude, right? I mean, they didn't make him out to be the smartest guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he actually has. He actually got like a job. Job. He's a salary mm. man, and. He just said uh, the injuries. He just had too many injuries. And he said, I didn't know if mentally I could keep coming back from all the times I kept getting hurt. Yeah. He said, it's really hard as a wrestler, and I just didn't think I could do it anymore. But yeah. I don't think we're, we're going to see the last of him. I mean, he was at the Sumo Hall show outside, sort of welcoming the fans and everything. And I think he'll show up on these Damnation produced shows he has before. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be truly gone yeah. from DDT. But in terms of his wrestling career, his wrestling career is pretty much over. Yeah. Um, so then we have some upcoming cards. Uh, April 10th, DDT is presenting their first of their new weekly show, DDT Live, Maji Manji number one. April 10th is Shinkiba first ring. Um, we got a couple true dark matches, which they noted as no TV match. Because usually DET just airs everything, so I guess I wanted to note that. Uh, it's for Tase against Shimamura and uh, Ishii versus Akito versus Iwasaki. Uh, the live show starts with Men's Soul Legend, Dancho Kudino against Nobuhiro Shimatani. So they're trying to find the next spiritual successor to Dancho yeah. Kudino. Yeah. That's what all these matches are going to be about. Uh, Smile Squash versus Damnation, Hiroshima 
Miyamoto and Soma Takao against Sasaki Endo and Mad Polly. Um, alcohol foreigners, men and women, Kudo, Masa Takanishi, and Saki Akai against Mike Bailey, Antonio Honda, and Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, Priscilla Ke- Kelly's first match. Yep. And Daisuke Sasaki is not very happy. Because <laughs> well, he wanted to wrestle the, the foreigner, foreign lady. He wanted to be in a match with her. Yeah, I mean, he he loves him some foreign ladies. It's true. Um, but yeah, then we had the the Manji Manji. Do you know anything about Priscilla Kelly? By the way, I have no idea. I know her from TLC. <laughs> she was on the American Gypsy Wedding Show. Oh. <laughs> and her dad was trying to get her married. This was I don't know how old is she now. Uh, she is twenty. Let's look this up. This years ago or something like that. She was like 16 or 15 on this show. Yeah. I remember her from there. And and I will say this. I think it's incredible that she's following her dream. <laughs> I Honestly, I really do. And yeah. I think she works pretty hard at it. And I don't think she's terrible from what I know. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's really awesome. Sort of see her come from where I, what I saw in the TLC show to where she is now. And that her dad is apparently really supportive of her too. I think that's just really awesome, actually. And I'm really yeah. happy for her. I think she gets over well with DDT. And in Tokyo Doshi, she's going to be working some shows with them as well. Yeah. Um, so then we have the Maji Maji tournament. First round, all four of these matches. First round matches. Yuki Reno versus Ladybeard. Mao versus Ken Oka, which I cannot wait for. Um, Makoto Oishi against Maki Ito, which also could be really awesome. I think Maki Ito is winning that, by the way. Well. But- <laughs> there's there's different ways that you win these matches after all. Oh you yeah. Don't necessarily pin someone and you win. So what are the other ways again? I'm sorry. I just completely there's a fan vote on the Oh, okay. So if it goes to a draw, right? So if it goes to, I think it's a ten, like that. It's a 10 minute time limit. If it goes to 10 minute time limit, they go to the vote, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I think the voting fan voting in general will have an effect on who moves on? Okay. Um, and then there's Shuma Katsumata and Kota Umeda, which could be really awesome, actually. And then the main event, the DET Live, Maji Maji Broadcast Commemoration Special Singles Match. We were talking about this earlier. Takashita against Aguchi. Uh, 20 minute time 20 minute time limit. I think it's very likely that goes to 20 minute draw, as we said earlier. But yeah, that sounds like a cool card, actually. So I'm excited for it. I don't know if you'll be able to watch like the Corporate Hall shows, if you'll be able to just go on DDT Universe, click a button, watch it. Not sure. Yeah. Uh, this is broadcast on Amoeba TV. Yeah. And Amoeba TV I mean, the- has a YouTube page as well. I don't know if they're going to be uploaded there. It will be live on Universe, though. Yeah. And, and the big, the big thing, the big thing is like, this is a, this is a primetime slot for a, um, on a Bima. I mean, and that's not nothing, you know? Like, people watch a beam. The normal DT shows do, like, 100,000 viewers, from what I've heard. So there's being on prime time on, like, I think it's on, like, a main Abima channel, right? It's not just on the DT channel. No, this is, like, on a main channel. Yeah. So, like, if, if they, they do 100,000 on the on the DT specialty channel and the sports specialty channels, this is on a prime time slot and a, on a main channel. Like, the question is, does that matter? <laughs> like, on... On an online streaming platform like so Abima, because people that don't know what it is, it's kind of like Twitch. Yeah, we've talked about this before a little bit, but it has, but it has, I think, like it, it's more like a cable network, though. 
Yes. And yeah. they have uh, channels where they show anime. Uh, yeah. They were showing the Persona anime movies this weekend. I saw that. Uh, they show that. They have K1. They, they have, have New Japan. New Japan. <laughs> yeah. They have dramas. They have music. They have everything that you think of. And they and, the, and some of the stuff gets a lot of viewers, from what I understand. Yes. Like this this platform is popular. So for again, comparison, Cyber uh, Agent, who owns Amoeba TV, is a bigger company than Bushiroad that yeah. owns New Japan. It's very similar to like Sinclair versus WWA, where WWE is bigger than Ring of Honor, but Sinclair is bigger than WWA. So. so this is Cyber Agent trying to sort of get some excitement, get some newer fans into the promotion by putting them in this prime time slot. They don't lose anything by it anyway. I mean, who cares? They own the damn company. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So here's my question. Does it matter that this is in prime time on a big channel? And is DT going to make a lot of new fans from this? I think yes. And I think yes. Definitely think they're going to make a lot of new fans. And I like that they're doing this tournament and they're going to try to get over. I don't think Oka or Oishi are going to win the tournament. Yeah. So, uh, they're going to try to get over somebody new, whether that be Umeda, Ueno, Katsumata, Maki Ito. They're going to really, they will be the star of this show. That's yeah. what this tournament is for. And I think that's a brilliant idea. Get someone into, you bring new fans in the company. And then you can get those fans to support a new person as well. Yeah. That hasn't been around for a long time. And you still, apparently, as this card shows, we're going to see the other guys that are in DDT wrestling matches too. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. Gucci is a pretty smart idea, actually. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fun time. All right. So let's move on then to finally the. Oh, well, we didn't talk about this at all. Uh, DNA 43 is going to air very early tomorrow morning. So by the time this goes up, it will have aired already. Um, let's just go through a couple, like this show real quick. The The opener is, I met him here for 100 years. Grudge Settlement, Chinese, Macancho, McCan- ultra special, single match. Rekka versus Cho and Shiryu. Um, this is because Rekka is Taiwanese. And Chone is from China mainland, and they basically they like, briefly had a team, but their geographical and historical differences was was too much, and now they're gonna go to war. <laughs> this is like, I don't know, is this a, is this offensive to people in China? Well, they're in Japan. I know. There's, there's a history of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if like Japan lightly poking fun at Chinese civil war, given all the shit they did in China during that period, is really uh, great. But that's what we're doing here, apparently. So there you go. Um, moving on, the first Shiro Takagi DNA Super Tag Tournament. You, I, I think this is off air. You were laughing at the, the naming this after Shiro Takagi. I thought that was awesome too. Um. Tag specialist. <laughs> Tag specialist Shiro Takagi, yes. Um, so we had Mao, Mao and Rising Hayato against Naomi Yoshimura and Akira Joe. And the uh, other some uh, Oh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Akira Joe and Yoshimura are gonna win. Yes, obviously. And the other semifinal, Yuki Yuki Ureno and Koji Takeda taking on Koki Irasaki and Ryuto Nakatsu. You would think two thirds of the 
six man champions will win this probably, but I don't know who's winning this match. Okay. I can see it going either way. Uh if I had to guess, it'll be Takeda Inueda. Because they have they've been the team that's been built the most as a tag team. Yeah. And that's why they that's why they came out and they challenged shooting Joji and then Ueda joined them. Um but yeah, that should be fun though. I think uh I think that, that tag team won't be and obviously two winning teams will face each other in the main event. So that should be good. And I um, think Yoshimura and Akira Joe are winning. Yeah, so probably. Um, you have a worldwide match, Mike Bailey versus Brian Aki. Um, you got Minoru Tanaka, Mizuki Watase, and Tomoyo, Tomoyoya, uh, Tomoya Hirata against Kota Umeda, Daiki Shimamura, and Nobuhiro Shimatani, the two uh, pint-sized powers of pain, as it were, there. Um, but yeah, this is this is uh, cool. I mean, I, I liked... A pin in this match. What'd you say? Mike Bailey's going to get a pin in this match. Oh, against Brian Aki, yeah. But the six man tag, like to Minoru Tanaka. Six man tag. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike Bailey's facing Brian Aki one on one. He's going to get a pin in the video. <laughs> winning that match, too. But I thought he was in the six man match that you were just talking about. No, I just did two uh, matches quick there. But... So, Minoru uh, Tanaka's going to kill someone. Yeah. Tanaka, to me, is, is what Kanemoto is to you. So, not that I don't love Kanemoto also. But... I love both of them. Yes, I do too. But I love me some Minoru Tanaka, and I'm very happy to see him here. Um, he's going to kill those two little geeks on the other team. Uh, and, and it'll probably be a really cool exchange with Omeda, too. So I'm here for that. And then the semi-main is DNA versus Naomi Kingdom. Shuma Katsumata against Keisuke Okuda. Should be good. Okuda's probably going to kill him. Hope so. But yeah, that's Hope DNA. <laughs> that's DNA 43. Um the the end of the month we have April 29th at um Max Bump. We got three matches booked already. We got Cherry's last DDT match, Denshuku Dino, Kudo, and Masahiro Takanashi against Cherry, uh French Freeze, Takagi, and Makoto Oishi. Um should be it's good. What's that? It's not Makoto, it's it's like his cousin as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, and then we got two big title matches Yuko Miyamoto against her Ashima and Takashita against Irie. We talked about both of those already, but there you go. April 29th at Kurikan. And then I wanted to give a little shout out to, to Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yes, Wonderland 2018, break myself on May 3rd. Uh, already got some matches, a lot of X's here. Um, Maho Karone and Sue Young, the two the zombies, are going to team up against X and X. Um, no clue who that's going to be. Yeah, Yuki Eno makes her return. Nodoka Onesan and Yuki Eno against X and X. Um, yeah, Maki Ito against That's Riho. The sister tag team, by the way. Yeah, they are legit. They're legitimately sisters. Um, Maki. They've been posting Steiner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're gonna face the Steiner Brothers in DDT. Yes, more hilarious. Did you see if they changed it on the fact? Yes. They before judgment. So they used to have a question on the on the FAQ for years and years and years, asking when are the Steinerbrothers going to work DDT. And I guess it's been so long now that this year before judgment they changed it to who are the Steiner brothers, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, Scott Steiner's working WrestleMania weekend this weekend, believe it or not. He's teaming I don't know. with Teddy Hart. Yeah, they, what a tag team! And I have no I, I had no idea what the fuck Rick Steiner's doing. I guess. 
I guess Rick Steiner's busy serving on the board of education. What the fuck he's been doing? Um, match three: Maki Ito against Riho. Um, <laughs> Riho basically says she's ha- always happy to meet new people, but Maki Ito is like really annoyed that Riho doesn't know who she is. So, of course, she is basically. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ito, so Ito was like basically said she's been a famous idol for as long as Riho has been wrestling and Riho excused that by saying she spent so much of her life in wrestling that she never even had time to look up Maki Ito's Wikipedia page so there you go um, but Yuki Aino is his debut match not a return match I'm sorry yes and she yeah, was the she, ring announcer she was the ring announcer yep um, then we have two title matches already. We have the Tokyo Princess tag titles, Saki Sama and Azusa Christie defending against Reika Saiki and Marika Kobashi. If you haven't seen Marika, check her out. She's really young, she's vastly improving, and her stuff with Saki Sama has been great. I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah, should be good. And then the main event is the Tokyo Princess of Princess title. Miyu Yamashita against Rika Tatsumi. Um, this could be good. I mean, Rika was having good matches with Saki-sama when, like, the rest of <laughs> Tokyo Joshi Pro wasn't quite there yet in the ring. So she's been she's been doing her thing for a while now. This could, I don't this could think actually she'll win. I don't think she will win. I won't be surprised either because Tokyo Joshi, I think, are in a spot now where they kind of have to start doing a little bit more with some of the girls. Not too, yeah. too much more. I think they're still really new and fresh. And they're looking for recruits, and DDT are looking for recruits now as well. So I think in a few months, we might be seeing some new faces. Both I always DDT just call... And Tokyo Joshi. I always just call Rika the Dragon Lady. That's basically how I know her. But I can also call her, apparently, the Dragon Lesbian. Did you <laughs> see that? Like, she, like said, she was... She basically... She, has, she said she has a crush on... A, Oh God, um, you know the the partner of uh, Maki Ito. God, I can't remember her this name. All started because there's three rules for Tokyo Joshi. Yes. Can't smoke. Can't smoke. Can't drink. Can't drink. And you can't have a boyfriend. Can't have a boyfriend. No relationship. So she basically was like, "Does the no relationship rule cover women?" Because she <laughs> has a because she has a crush on. Um, you remember Maki Ito's partner? We just talked about her. I can't remember her fucking name. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, uh, Mizuki. That's there you it. go. Yes. Yeah. So Maki Ito's partner, Mizuki. And she basically says she has a crush on her. Mizuki, as far as I know, has no soul death. She has not reacted to Rika Tatsumi having a crush on her. But look, anyone anyone who says she kicked, they, they kick Rika Tatsumi out of bed is lying to you. So. I hope she's not. Is she underage? Did I just say that about underage? <laughs> I don't think she's underage. All right, good. Maybe in Japan she, she is. <laughs> Different age rules there than uh, here. But. Yeah, so. I don't she's know. a very adorable girl. I'll say that. Yeah. And then... she can't, I can't find her age online. That's not good. <laughs> she's like Harashima, man. Yeah. A lot of the girls don't have their ages listed. I'll yeah, much. I think she looks older, older than eighteen to me, but that doesn't I'm always mean. Older than yeah, it's probably like I'm. It's probably 20, like early, early twenties. Yeah. There. But anyway, Rika Tetsumi, very cute girl, 
and I hope she finds true love with with uh <laughs> with her her chosen whoever her chosen partner may be. Well, man she or did woman. get engaged for April Fools. Oh, that's that's awesome. Not to uh, Mizuki though. Somebody else. Yeah. But um, but yeah, there we go. That's Tokyo Joshi Pro. Let's do these last two questions here because we've already gone two hours when I said I wanted to go like an hour and a half. But not surprised the way you and I can. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.